good evening, good evening. This is Francis, your host of The Unexpected Detour, coming to you live with another broadcast for the month of September, which will be Halopecia. This is Halopecia Month. And this time, I do have a guest, Mrs. Rachel Vasey Coles, my sister, my friend, my encourager as to how I started to come out of the shell within me and I have her on the phone Rachel are you there yes hello how are you fine I'm good how about yourself I am great I am great I'm just doing what I gotta do and I thank you for taking your time out today to be on this podcast so we can discuss this new thing that I see going around with Halopecia. I never knew there were so many people with halopecia. Hiding it from. I mean, I guess it was hiding somewhere. Would you like to tell us something about yourself? Well, first, let me start off by saying thank you for inviting me on here and thinking of me during Alopecia Month to be a part of your amazing podcast. I really do appreciate that person. Oh, I thank you. I thank you. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you for inviting me and bringing me on for your listeners to hear all about alopecia during our month. This is our month. Yes. But, <laughs> yes, it is. We get the whole month of September and it's amazing and phenomenal. Um, I'm a Washingtonian. Um, I've been dealing with alopecia um, diagnosed wise since 2015, September of 2015. So this is also my month as well of being diagnosed with alopecia. I started noticing alopecia. I mean, well, not alopecia, but just changes in my hair in 1999, about 99, 2001. But of course, when we notice things, we think we can do ABC, XYZ, and it will fix it. And I had so much other stuff going on that I was focusing on. Um, at the time, I was a newly um, married woman. Um, that was my first marriage. So I was, you know, focused more on that. My children, my mom started getting sick. So I, I wasn't paying attention to my hair. I was camouflaging and covering everything up. And things turned worse. I went to the hairdresser one day. And I just took my braids out. You know, we love our braids. I just took my braids out and I went to the hairdresser. And the young lady put a relaxer in my head. And I started feeling the tingle and burning in the crown of my head, the top of my head. And when she took it out, it was a little bald spot there. I said, Jesus, my hair. So we did everything, used a little spray to cover it up. Um, and I still went on about my life using stuff for eight, just using many different products. It closed it up a little bit, but not much. Then I went from that, wearing weaves, to having locks. Things didn't get any better. My locks got long, but then in the middle of my head, it was thinning more and more and more. Not to cut you off, but when you said that, I had a friend. <laughs> I'm not, it's not, it's funny because she laughed about it and she had these long locks and she worked in a hospital. Mm -hmm. and 
said that one day she was, because uh, she works in gastroenterology, she had a patient. She was running behind the patient, and they were falling on the floor, and the doctor ran up to say, hey, Kathy, you dropped. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, it's scary when it happens, but when you look back on it, you can sit back and you can laugh. Yeah, because she laughed about it. Because she said she was she wasn't embarrassed. All she could do was laugh. Right, and that's when you started really noticing. Well, I know for me the change, and I'm like, okay, at this time when my locks was coming out, I cut my locks in the beginning of 2015. So I I went back to wearing wigs, wearing weaves, and those things are costly. Not to say that people who are not ready to reveal who they are. If that's the way that you want to go, then that's fine for you. But for me, it was getting really, really too expensive um, for me. So I spoke with my husband about it because I was still covering up. I wouldn't let him see. He didn't know what was going on until I showed him. He was like, well, don't shave your head all off. Let's go see because it could be a many different things. Right. So we went. Um, he supported me very well. I do love and appreciate my husband, my kids and my grandkids. They supported me very well before I got my diagnosis and even doing now. Um, so we went through the process. They gave me a shampoo. The dermatologist gave me shampoos, conditioners, nothing worked. So when they did the um, biopsy, it came back that I have scarring alopecia. And I was like, well, now that kind of makes sense of things that was going on with my hair. Um, so I came home, really, really looked and, you know, because you hear about alopecia, but you really don't know. So I did my own look up about it. And I was like, okay, but still hadn't decided to shave all my hair off. Right. So just before my birthday, and my birthday is April the 7th. So in March of 2016, I told my husband, I said, I'm going to the barber shop. And I contacted a barber that I used and, you know, I was giving him my story. I said, look, if there's any men or anybody going to be in there, then can you come to my home and do it? I'll pay you. He was like, no, I opened up the shop. Nobody's going to be there. So he knew how nervous I was and how scared I was. He struck up a conversation totally different for what I came there for. But as he started shaving my hair off, Francis, I could feel the layers that was holding me down lifting it was like I was floating on cloud nine right and I still was scared because I didn't know what I was going to look like I think that's what it is we don't know I think we don't know how we're gonna look and we don't know how we're gonna be received by others even though we shouldn't worry about what other people think we're human and you know people like to stare exactly and they like to assume because I had so many people, oh my God, I didn't know you were sick. I know I was you sick. Know, that was the misconception I had. And I, I, I have to confess, I used to look at these people with the bald head, these women, and I was like, oh, they just trying to be cool and stuff. Not knowing that some of them really did have alopecia, and that's why they didn't have any hair. Exactly. Because when you're going through the process and the journey and the struggle, within yourself, you don't see other people. You don't know if there are other people out there. So as I'm researching stuff online, I ran into the group here that I'm a part of called SWAG. It's Sisters with Alopecia Group. I met these beautiful and amazing women. 
And I'm like, I'm new to this group. I'm, I'm going to meet these people. I've never known anybody in the group before. Get there. And one of my neighbors who I knew was a part of the group too. And I was like, well, no, you could have been telling me about it. She was like, well, I didn't know what you were going through. So but yes. it, was, it was just an amazing feeling to know that you are not in this alone. So with talking with those women, they introduced me to other groups on Facebook and I'm like, wow. And connecting with those women from all over the world. Cause I see when you were at the parade, the bold women and, it looked like it was fun for uh, Juneteenth. Yes. Oh, Francis, it was amazing. That was the very first time that we all had participated in that parade. Um, and it just felt so good because I interact with so many of the women on Facebook that I actually got a chance to meet all of them. And it was like we had known each other for years. We're, you know, a group of us are still very close. We communicate basically on a daily basis. Right. And we were asked to come back Juneteenth of 2022. I cannot wait to participate in that because it's just, you know, to know and to be encouraging to another woman or a man, because men deal with this too. We just think when we see a bald man that they just decided to go bald. They, you know, use it as their hairline is receding, but they can also have alopecia. I've met men who have alopecia and we talk. It's just a phenomenal thing to know that we've all walked this journey. And at the end of it, we can be able to tell our story, tell our story and have a testimony. And rock our crown unapologetically. And you can tell your story and have some pride too. Yes. Yeah, not be shameful of what you're going through because you're not alone in it. No, you're not. It's so many other people out here who are going through it. Whether you have revealed that you have it or not, you're still not alone. And I tell women all the time that I talk to who inbox me on Facebook who have listened to my podcast, The Bold, Beautiful Alopecia Baldy, um, they leave me messages. And they was like, well, you make it seem so easy. And, but it, ha- it wasn't easy for me at the beginning. I struggled with it as well. But I you knew. Know, I, that- I listened to your podcast. And no, it wasn't easy because it had me crying. <laughs> right. It, it really wasn't. I told my story. The things have happened to me, you know, leading up to me being diagnosed with alopecia. Right, but you I, had a lot going on, Rachel. I know your mother was sick and yes. your heart was sick. And I mean, it was just it was just a lot you went through. And I said, well, maybe that's why it was coming out too from stress. Exactly. So exactly. I Everything was going on. But I said, leading up to that, God put me right here where I needed to be, to inspire, to encourage, to motivate another woman. And that's done with, 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 with dignity, because for me, that was my motivation. Had it not been for you, because I remember I sent you a message, I said, should I cut it all off? And you said, absolutely. Yes. But I had an excuse. I didn't have a barber, because I moved from my neighborhood then I went to my friend's neighborhood, but I was like, that's like an hour away. 
So I found one up here by asking a friend to ask her nephew who goes to the barber. And that's how I found the barber. See? Yeah. And and you, Francis, oh my God, when I first seen it, I said, she been hiding this beautiful face. You yes. are a very, very beautiful woman. Okay. You are so gorgeous. And I listened to your podcast and I'm like, you're encouraging. Oh, thank you, Rachel. I know nobody listening. Yes. <laughs> you are so encouraging and motivating to other women who are going through the same thing that you're going through. So don't ever think that you're not encouraging and you're not motivating and your voice is so soothing. So it's that's like you're relaxing them. Yeah, that's what my son said. One of my friends, she was like, you have a sexy voice. I'm not trying to be sexy. I'm just talking. I'm talking. My son is like, Ma, your voice is very comforting. Yes. And that's why he likes to listen to it. Telling a story. Yes, it's so soothing. I was like, your voice, you should be in radio. Yeah, no, that's what I said. That's what I'm supposed to be. In radio. <laughs> to be in radio. But you are so encouraging. You are so inspiring. You are so motivating to the next one who is struggling with whatever. It doesn't even have to be alopecia. It doesn't have to be with cancer. You know that you're not alone with any of your struggles. And when you meet all these amazing women, men, and I've also met some children who are going through things, it's just like an everyday conversation that you can give them encouragement. But let me ask you something, because I know some people, they'll lose their eyebrows. They'll lose all their body hair. I know somebody, they have nobody here, no eyebrows, no eyelashes. Their hair is completely gone, none on the skin, nothing. And they have alopecia. And he hid his head for years. He had it from 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. I know people who don't have um, any facial hair, any eyebrows. My eyebrows are thin. My eyelashes are very, very thin, but I have not lost them all completely. Okay. I still have my nose hairs, um, but a lot of people don't have that as well. Okay. Because so I, I said I didn't lose, I mean, the eyebrows got a little bit of hair. The eyelashes are still there. You know, my hair will grow, but because the, the hairline is, you know, doesn't make sense to keep it, so I just cut it off. Right. Exactly. And rock the baldy. Yes, rock that beautiful crown unapologetically. Yeah, that's why I said you, if you only knew, and I must say it publicly, how you encouraged me. That's why I uh, wanted to speak to you because I wanted you to know what a blessing you were to me and how you really, really blessed me and you motivated me. You even encouraged me to do a podcast. I'll never forget. But how you told me to just just cut off the hair. You know? Oh, you're gonna make me cry because <laughs> seriously, that's so that's what did it? You 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 those little things you encouraged me to do. Because I remember when I asked you about the podcast and you told me I was like Rachel, what am I gonna talk about? 
And you was like, just do it. And I kept listening to you and listening to your podcast where I got the feel of what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And that's how I did it. Tell your story. And it's your story. No one else can tell it better than you. And you're telling your journey. You're telling your whole journey of something that you had never experienced before in your life until the moment you had to experience it. And Halopisha, I mean, I was in denial. I was in denial. I'm going to tell you now, how crazy is this? I knew I'm going to lose my hair from uh, chemotherapy. Why I asked the doctor, is my halopecia part going to grow back? <laughs> because we want our hair. We've been so, you know, you grow, you you come, some women, some babies come into the world with hair. Some don't. It grows. But we have been so attached to our hair that when I- it leaves us, we're traumatized. But we don't know that's shedding for a whole new world, a whole new us. Yes. And that's what it was for me. It was a whole new me. Listen, I will not walk outside and want my hair to grow back. I love being a bald woman, a bald, beautiful woman. Oh, that, that keeps me from not being late for work. I got no hair. Yes. Yes. Nothing to comb. I just get up and go. Because with the hair, you know, you got to fit around, you got to look this way, you want to look that way. Yes. And listen, when you're going out for a good time, whether it's brunch or lunch or whatever, you, you, we always had to worry about, do our hair look good? We got to get our hair fixed. We got to do this. And you're shaved and go on about your business. Exactly. Because, I, you know, I have enough branches on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I have to ask her, I said, you know, you she's beautiful and she has this bald head. So I asked her, do you have alopecia? And she was like, I believe so. So I wanted to see if I could connect her, you know, with you. When we get off the phone, I'll give you her name. Okay. And you connect with her. She's beautiful. She does have alopecia. Okay. Yes. And I don't think, you know, maybe she doesn't have a group or she, I guess she didn't really want to talk about it, but I managed to get it out of her. That's what it was. Okay. Yes. Tell us how pretty she is without her hair. Right. And see, we don't know that because even once I was getting my hair shaved, he, he, the barber had me not face a mirror, but when he turned me around in that chair, I said, girl, you look good. Yeah. I said, look at you. Yeah. You didn't even know what was underneath all that hair. Nope. That there was beauty from the ashes. Exactly. Yep. And that's what I said. There's beauty from these ashes. Yeah. And that's what happened. We, Because I, I said, you know, I said to myself, I always thought I was cute. My mother used to always say that. That I was cute. <laughs> That I was but so I figured it was a punishment that my hair fell out. Yeah, it, it it was God preparing you for bigger things that yeah. He had in store for you. Yes, but um, so I don't keep you long. You want to tell the people how they can reach you and you know get in touch with you. Tell them about your podcast. Give them the name of it so they can listen. And maybe get an idea of exactly what it is you went through. And they probably, like me, will be able to identify 
with your journey and say, wow, that's my journey too. Yeah, so you can reach me on social media. Of course, I am Rachel Massey Coles, R-A-C-H-E-L-M-A-S-S-E-Y-C-O-L-E-S on Facebook. I also have an Instagram that's Bold Beautiful Alopecia Baldy. Um, that's on Instagram. And my podcast is Bold Beautiful Alopecia Baldy. You can hear me on Anchor and Spotify. Listen, you are not in this journey, in this process alone. You can always reach out to me. Um, you can inbox me on Facebook, Instagram. Also, Anchor, you can leave messages there as well for me. And I do respond and we can communicate. Um, you can remain not wanting to, you know, people to know. I don't put your information out there. That's conversations that I have with um, women one-on-one. Um, so, yeah, come on over to my podcast. You will be, listen, it will change your life. It will help you through your journey to have your testimony because you're you're going through a test right now and it is your journey, but you can't have a testimony without going through those tests. Amen. Go ahead, Rachel. Preach, sister. Yeah. It's a struggle. Trust me, it's a struggle. It's, it's, it's a struggle, but once you get through that struggle, that's with anything in life. And don't hesitate to lean on your loved ones to help you with that. Yes. So, so this was a, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this conversation with you. I do I appreciate too, love you for so inviting to take a little time out to uh, cultivate because I needed to tell you how much you really encouraged me. I did. You. I appreciate, you know, I love you. I, I love you too. I love you. Okay. This is Francis Hammond, the unexpected detour, and I will be back. September 30th, the end of Halopecia Month. Yes. Have a good night. You too. Okay. All right. Bye.